All right. Okay, family, we are back with the Sunny Side View. Of course, you got your host, Sunny. And today I am, I am so honored that my good friend, I mean, friend of 25 years, uh, Miss Stephanie uh, is here. She and I were right in the Midwest together. And so we had just an amazing time. We went to high school together. We're in yearbooks together. Uh, we have pictures uh, with one of our other good friends, Landon. Uh, we were just, we were so excited in high school. Can you believe that 25 years later, here we are. Uh, so Stephanie is here. I wanted to bring her today because she has become, uh, I mentioned it earlier, she has become like the grieving midwife. Um, over these last probably five years, um, I've had some losses. And during that time, Stephanie had some as well. Um, and she's really created a community around grieving women. So Stephanie, tell us a little bit about how you have become this grieving midwife. Okay. Well, um, growing up, my dad was a pastor and um, I felt like he did a lot of funerals. And so I felt like I was familiar with um, people passing away and going to funerals. And so to me, I was like, well, you know, that's just part of life, the funerals. But um, it wasn't really, my grandparents did pass away as I, um, all, all the, all of them passed away while I was growing up. And um so I just, you know, I kind of was familiar with with um, people passing away. And then um, in 2017, my dad was actually diagnosed with cancer. And this was the closest person to me um, that he had pancreatic cancer. So it was pretty much a death sentence. And um, we were not um, prepared and ready for this um, diagnosis. Yeah. Uh, but we did have, um, thankfully we had 11 months. I know not everybody is lucky enough to, to have that time to make those memories. And, um, but we also endured him having chemo and, um, just getting sick and, and suffering, especially the last four weeks or so of his life. And then he passed away in November of 2018. And he was obviously the closest person to me that has ever passed away. And, um, I had a lot of grief to deal with after that and still dealing with years later. So, yeah, I think, um, watching you guys, uh, navigate it, um, was probably one of the most empowering things I've ever seen. Um, and it's had such a, such a impact on me that I, you know, anytime there's a woman who is grieving, I immediately invite her um, to the Facebook group that you started during that process. So what what made you think, as you were dealing with your own grief, what made you think to create a community uh, for other women who were doing the same? Well, I, you know, as I started my grieving process, I was like, well, I already know I can name people that have lost their parents or someone close to them. And I thought, well, they have to be feeling similar to how I'm feeling. So um, I just thought, why isn't there something, a community that we can, you know, share memories. And I knew like, just even on my regular Facebook page, I was constantly talking about my dad or trying to get people to talk about him and remember him. But it was like, you know, no one really, some of them didn't really want to talk about it. They don't, aren't familiar with death. They haven't had that um, close relative or someone 
close to them that has experienced it. So they kind of <laughs> would brush off my comments or things. So yeah. um, I thought this would be a good place to to be able to chat about our loved ones. And yeah, I think it's what you said. You said people were uncomfortable with talking about death, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's so, it's such a powerful statement because uh, you're right. I think a lot of times people don't know what to say. So the first mm -hmm. thing to say is that it's gonna be all right. And you're like, no, yeah. not okay. I'm not all right. <laughs> I'm not fine. Right. Um, uh, and I feel like I learned that from um, your group where it was just, you know what? I am not going to just act like it's no big deal. You know, I'm not going to put this face on. Um, I was telling someone, uh, I think the, the first person um, that I lost uh in 2019 i believe it was um was uh my god brother i was uh, chosen and he had been ill for a while but um when i when i, I it still was staggering you know um mm -hmm. you know he had been dealing with some different things uh health wise it still was like a shock to your system like you don't you don't really expect not to be able to talk to this person even if you right. know even if you know that they're you know doing well or they're on medication or whatever the case may be um you know you just don't you just you don't expect to not talk to them uh no matter how bad mm -hmm. it is i think and i think that even as as christians you know our belief system believing that a miracle is always possible you kind of always hold out that hope like well, yeah. I do know that there could be a miracle. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so when um, we lost him, it was stunning. You know, it was a, it mm -hmm. was was I couldn't even fathom uh, just where I where you know just in life I just couldn't get 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 past it for a minute. And for a long time, I would just it would be the most random things. Like I would smell something, and I would remember. Mm -hmm us hanging out in New York City and then I just boohoo cry. But I learned from your group, like, and I tell people this now, like not to wipe away my tears. Like I just would let them fall uh, because it was kind of like my, the moment where I realized that I was celebrating his life and his existence. Um, it was okay to grieve in that aspect and not have to feel like, oh my goodness, I have to wipe my face. I have to look like I have it, you know, I have to look like this or, yeah. You know, it was like suddenly, oh, you know, it's okay. I can, I can do this. I can, I can do this. Mm -hmm. um, and it was probably one of the most empowering things that I've learned um, about celebrating the lives of people and celebrating their upgrade. Uh, it has been, yeah, I, I can cry and they deserve their memory. Their life deserves to have this track of tears down my face, you know? Yeah. So are there any things that you have learned um, just, you know, from processing? I know now you're walking so many women um, through this. Are there any things that you have learned um, maybe just, you know, that you didn't know before? Are there things that you do? Yeah, well, um, one of the things was after uh, my dad passed was I didn't realize how grief could affect your body so much. Mm -hmm. um, that was such a big thing and I try to tell other people like be aware and maybe go to the doctor and get checked out um 
I went to the doctor and I was like, I have this chest pain. I don't think anything's wrong. And they were like, you just have a broken heart. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that was actually a thing. <laughs> and, and um, you know, and so they checked my heart out and it was fine. But, um, and then I also got anxiety because with dealing with my dad passing, I had an anxiety that like, what if something happens to me now? Like, and I have three young girls, I homeschool them and, you know, my husband works from home. So I'm constantly doing things for all three or all four of them. And so I'm like, that was my big thing is what if something happens to me? And I just got this anxiety. And so, um, you know, I went on some medicine every, whenever I need it uh, for anxiety. Um, it helps also with my broken heart. If I'm, you know, those sad days, I can have that. And um, so that was a big thing. And just knowing that like I needed to take care of myself. I needed to be kind of selfish in that time and, and be able to grieve. And I went to therapy. Um, our church had a grief share program that we went to and that really helped be able to talk through things and realize I wasn't alone too. Um, so I think. Do you feel like, uh, what do you, as you're mentioning some of these other things, I realize like not all churches have like a grief share. So mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about what that is. Yeah. Um, so grief share is actually, I think it's a national program in the United States and um, it's in, I mean, it kind of depends on where it's at, but there's churches pretty much all over that host this grief share where um, it's like, a, I think a 12 week program where you come, you watch a video for about 45 minutes and then you spend another half hour or more and be able to chat and talk through what the video was about and um, you get to have a small group. And so um, there's questions asked, you know, you work, you can talk however much or little you want to usually in that time. So that was a very good program for my mom and I both went together. So. No, I love that. So um, I mentioned I lost my god brother in 2019, and then mm -hmm. the next year my aunt um, uh, upgraded as well. So in 2020, and I always use uh, I, well, I just in when my aunt passed, um, my church, my pastor, he always says that um, you know that that saints don't die; they they upgrade, right? And I I don't know what it was. It, it was just it lifted me up because I always feel like death is so final. Um, right. But an upgrade is like, oh, okay, you, you know, you, yeah. you're continuing on, you know? And so um, I lost my aunt in 2020 very suddenly. Um, and it's just like you said, you start, you know, you get anxiety. There, those were two major losses back to back. And mm -hmm. because they were back to back, it was like, you do, you start thinking like, oh my goodness, what if this happens or what? And some of it was good, like just making sure I had, you know, my financial things in order, making sure my life insurance was correct and ready. Um, there were things as you go through and you plan uh, funerals and you plan um, or celebrate celebrations or you plan, you know, various mm -hmm. things like that. Um, it really made me think of things that I didn't want my kids to have to necessarily deal with mm -hmm. and just put things in order um even that like i've literally written out my whole life celebration i wrote you know <laughs> I, I wrote um you know what is it oh i can't think of it now the 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 bio that like Your will. 
Yeah, well, the bio that goes. Yeah, through, that's great. Yeah, it, it's not the eulogy, but it's like, I can't think of what it is. But um, I wrote, that sounds like my dad. Yeah, like, <laughs> he I did a lot of that. I was like, all you guys got to do is put the end date. Like, that's, that's it. It's about everybody. <laughs> um, and it really just encouraged me, like, there are some things for us to do, those who are living, so that our families mm-hmm. can grieve and just grieve yeah. and have to worry about you know, if financially they'll be able to do X, Y, and Z, you know, whatever your choices are, you know, if you're like, hey, cremate me, listen, put it down, put it explicit. So your family doesn't have to worry about it, so that we can just, just celebrate mm-hmm. and start that process of living without you here on this earth with us. Um, and so as, as we started to see, I think probably the hardest thing was the obituary. That's the word I was looking for, was writing, mm-hmm. um, you know, writing that obituary for my aunt and having to try to find, you know, family history can be like all over. And I'm like, wait, what, what about uncle so-and-so? And what about so-and-so? Like, it was just, it was too much. Yeah. And, I, and combining it in just a few paragraphs too. Yeah. It's hard to yeah. you know, count like how many nieces and nephews and, and okay. yeah. it was just a lot, it was a lot going on. And so it just was an interesting, um, uh, a really interest, interesting thing because you don't realize uh, how much we can do now to make sure that our families are okay to go ahead mm-hmm. and start the process of celebrating. If you can think of what are a few things that you feel like people can do when someone has had a, a loss, uh, what are you? What are some? you know, let's say three things that you feel like, you know, people could do um, to to help people grieve without being nosy. That's a, let me just start with that. Right. What people say, what happened? That drives me nuts. Like, why are you, mm-hmm. does it matter what happened? Leave these people alone. Let these people grieve. Yeah. grieve. Uh, so number one, don't ask people what happened. It's not your business. Uh, but What's some other things that you feel like would be uh, something that helped? I think just being there and being like offering to help if they need something, but not pushing your way in. I think sometimes we try to get right in there. You know, um, food is always good because you forget to cook or you don't want to cook and things. and. Um, I think a lot of times people like lose weight, especially right after someone has passed because they forget to eat or just so consumed with everything else that yeah. usually families need food. Food is always needed. Um, and, and I think like too, like um, in our situation, I had young kids and I would want my husband with me or something. So having that, um, if they have young kids offering to help take care of them, if there's, you know, if we have to go make funeral arrangements or whatever else, or even just having time alone after that, you know, it it is helpful to have other people there. I know my youngest was pretty, she was only a year old. And so my in-laws were able to come over and take care of her. And they, they watched her during the funeral. They went to the funeral, but they uh, were able to take care of her. So we didn't have to really worry about her running around everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, And I, I think just not saying silly things too, like just keeping your mouth shut a lot of times. Very important. Like, unless very you're just saying, 
I'm sorry and I'm praying for you. Like, yeah, there's not much else you need to say. <laughs> I started I started saying to people, there are no words. I'm here. Right. That's it. Like, <laughs> I just leave it at that. Right. Um, I also got really into, um, I think I was reading a, it might've been like a Rachel Held Evans book. And she was talking about okay. like a sitting Shiva and uh, just like the Jewish custom of people coming together for like seven days and just not saying anything. Like they're just there, mm -hmm. they're quiet. They're, you know, they're helping take care of the family, you know, things like that. And I just thought mm -hmm. about how, how in those times that I needed people to not say as much, but to just be there, like basically mm -hmm. just yeah. be there, you know, um, and maybe not necessarily in my space, uh, but just there. Like I knew you were there if I you needed to be. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's yeah. Good. And I think. That, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I think it, um, it's always good. We, we try to make a point to go to funerals if we can, like, um, you know, just showing them that we care and we're we're there and um, and sharing a, a special memory is also a really helpful thing. Yeah, that's now that's very key. Um, I think what I'm starting to see, especially like with social media, is when someone upgrades people asking for like pictures from their different like like if you have a picture with mm -hmm. this person. And I love seeing it. It becomes like this yearbook of this history. I found, yeah. I found out when my aunt passed, like I didn't even know my mom and my, like I didn't even know that they were Grammy award winners until I saw this random picture. Oh my goodness. I said, mom, I didn't know you, you got sang with the group when they won a Grammy. And she's like, oh yeah. Like just, you know, you find out that he's like me. They got like, uh -huh. Afros. It was like the '60s. Um, but yeah, like you start to see, you know, those people, and you get to start that celebration or that that's, you know, really just. Mm -hmm. That's another thing, honestly. People could do is, you know, as if people post things like that, I'm like, grab those pictures and make like a memory book. Like that's to mm -hmm. me, like that's good, and also money. Like if you're gonna give them a car, give them some money because like you said, a lot of people are not going to work a lot, you know, during that time, a lot of people are, um, you know, they're at home, but just not really having the inner strength to get up and cook something. So, you know, mm -hmm. or ordering out. And sometimes funeral expenses and things too. Like the, the funeral cost, you know, it just is a whole process. Um, and so, yeah, yeah I think, um, I think you're right. I think there are definitely other things we could do. Um, let me ask you this question. Um, do What do you regret not getting to do with your loved one? Is there anything that you regret? regret? Honestly, I mean, now, I mean, I wish I could do more, but um, we, like I said, we were lucky that we had those 11 months and we just made the best that we could with them my dad um he wasn't really afraid of dying and he would just be open and honest with us he i, I mean i think he had he called us in several different times to have honest to you know heart to heart talks with us um we went on several vacations with him of course sometimes he wasn't feeling the greatest um but we just tried to do as much with me um that was our first year 
homeschooling was when he got diagnosed. And so we had that flexibility. Like I would just say, okay, my dad actually feels good today. Let's drop all our schoolwork. Let's go eat lunch with him. Let's go, you know, spend with him when we can. Who knows how long we could, we would have. So I think making those memories and obviously we don't know when other, everybody's going to pass away. Like we were lucky that we had that time, but um, making those memories now with people taking pictures, those are so um, important to us now that we can't take any more pictures with him. So I think making those memories now, even if you don't know if someone's sick um, is just so important to do. Yeah, you um, you shared that about making those memories. Um, I probably get on my, my father's nerves. My dad got really sick um, in December. Um, yeah. He actually ended up um, technically dying. Um, he was unresponsive for an hour and a half. They did CPR on him um, for an hour and a half. And then he was, um, he had no brain activity um, for four days. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we were being encouraged to, you know, unplug, to move on, you know, to start doing these things. And my mom just refused. Um, and it, ironically, four days later, he his eyes opened. And, you know, just uh, earlier this week, my brother shared a video um, of him uh, walking. He had to relearn uh, how to walk because, you know, yeah. your brain's off for four days. Right. You know, <laughs> it takes a, it takes something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's doing well. It's just like you said, I FaceTime him every day and I'm always taking yeah. pictures and I'm always like, oh, and, you know, and I don't, <laughs> I don't want it to get to that point where we, you know, almost lose people. Like just celebrate life where you are, like take as mm-hmm. many pictures as possible and videos and, yeah. you know, create those memories. You know, we started our family. We're like, we're not buying anything else. We're just doing memories. We're doing experiences. Um, and just kind of, you know, living, you know, in that manner. And so you're right. It's so imperative that we start now, you know, with our families now. Um, I know that, you know, we have the community, right? Um, we have uh, the community that you have. So do you want to share like just a little bit about um, anything quick about the community so that as we're wrapping up, you know, if anybody uh, is experiencing something and they need a community, Uh, that they know where to go yeah so um it's just a facebook group it's called the grieving woman and so obviously mainly women um because we grieve differently than men my husband isn't grieving my father as much as uh, differently and even my brother is grieving differently than me um and we're christian women usually um encouraging each other we can you can share you can um share like a little grief um, information about grief. Um, and we just are there to encourage a lot of times it's like right after someone has passed. And so, you know, we're encouraging them and, and, and helping them through the grief journey. Um, it's not always active. And then sometimes it's really active. Um, it kind of depends. We talk about through anniversaries of people passing away or their birthdays and share pictures or whatever you want to. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie, for hanging out with me for this little bit of time. Uh, thank you for letting me uh, re-record after my headphones messed up. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you so no much. No problem. It, Thanks again, for asking me. I just want to thank you for just walking me through uh, the wave of grief. Uh, there are 
some up days and there are some down days, but um, they I have consistently been encouraged by you and your ministry. Um, and I loved your dad. He was the sweetest, sweetest, sweetest thing. Um, but you are absolutely uh, his greatest accomplishment, the way that you have continued you. on uh, with the ministry. So thank you so much. Please kiss all of the kids and your husband, your mom and your brothers. Uh, I'm just so excited to be connected with you. And anybody yeah. else, if you're experiencing any type of grief, don't hesitate um, to drop a comment. I'll make sure uh, to connect any of those grieving women uh, that are on part of the Facebook community. Uh, we'll make sure to get you added into there as well. Otherwise, thank you so much. And we'll see you next week. Thank you. All right. Don't drift away, 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 don't dr